Welcome back, saucers. Welcome the F back. And yes. we might be a little bit late. We don't care because, you, you know, you want to hear our takes on these. Yeah. The Murdoch Murders. Murdoch. Murdoch. Tell me, from that documentary, how do you pronounce this Well, they damn? were like, Alec. they were saying it different ways. Like, even the family members were saying it different ways. They were like, I'm sick and tired of how they pronounce things. Yeah, me too. But we'll just say Murdoch. Murdoch? Murdoch. Murdoch Murders. Murdoch Murders. Murdoch Murders. I okay. know you've heard about it. If you haven't heard about it, we're enlightening you, but we're also going to go in like all the facts of this case and we're going to dive into the juicy parts of everything that that this family has done and like the terror that they've caused this community yes. because at the end of the day, this is an SOS moment of white privilege of Yes. I mean, what privilege. else is there? Exactly. It's like, which is, which is white privilege, but like, it's just so, yep. there are so many, um, I mean, this is a small town in the South, but also there are so many small towns and big cities. And at the end of the day, like countries are corporations. So this mm -hmm. is really like a small, little, tiny, um, myopic view of what actually happens in so many places. And when, yeah. when one family, one family in power, obviously always rich and white um, exactly. controls like <laughs> the entire justice system of in a town, in a community, like from yeah. everything from the investigators, the detectives, um, the judicial system, like the, the DA and literally every, from every angle, the they have the all the power. Everything. Mm -hmm. it, it blew my mind how much they were able to get away with. I, I, yeah. I it's things that I had no idea. So we encourage you guys to look up the doc, the documentary on Netflix. That was so insane. Yeah. Um, and then we also used some articles to help our research today from the New York times newsweek. We'll be listing those in our show notes. But if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock, this is a criminal case against Alec Murdoch, the former lawyer accused of killing his wife and son, Maggie and Paul and it's part of a web of he's a part of a web web of accusations, investigations and lawsuits that have accompanied the downfall of, of a member of one of South Carolina's most prominent legal dynasties. So mm. his daddy, his granddaddy, his great granddaddy, his great great granddaddy, all lawyers. OK, yeah. like they have so much power in this in, small town. in that town. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they specialize. He specifically specializes in civil lit uh, litigation. And his family law firm based in the tiny town of Hampton was considered a powerhouse on the state plaintiff's bar. And his father, grandfather and great grandfather all served as top prosecutors across a wide region of the state. So those are the facts. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to have to, like, take it back because it's not just the murder of Maggie and Paul. There is so much more that they got away with. And it starts, I'm sure, earlier than 2015. Yeah. But that's how just this, what we know of, starts in 2015, specifically July 8th. So. July 8th, 2015, the body of Stephen Smith, 19 years old, was found on Sandy Run Road in Hampton County, South Carolina. His death was ruled a hit and run, but his family had lingering questions. Hmm. Let's hmm. learn more. Smith uh, had a 7.25 inch gash on the right side of his forehead, as well as a partially dislocated right shoulder and cuts and bruises on his right hand. His car was located three miles away with the gas cap unscrewed and his wallet still inside. According to the Hampton County Guardian, Smith was on his way home from a night class at Orangeburg Calhoun Technical College, where he was studying nursing. When his car ran out of gas on Highway 601, 
and authorities believed he wa- he uh, had began walking home along Sandy Run Road, a claim his family disputes. Like, already. Yeah, already, already weird. Um, weird. So coroner Ernie Washington, who was um, present on the scene when Smith's body was found, he told lead investigator Todd Proctor that he did not agree with the autopsy findings. Um, Proctor's case notes from the conversation detailed that Washington said he does not agree with the with the pathologist that the victim was struck by a motor vehicle. A member of the Smith family told the SCHP that Randy Murdaugh, Alex or Alec Murdaugh's brother, had contacted Smith's father on the day of his death and said that he would take on Smith's case free of charge. Okay, right off the bat, right off the bat, like clue number one. Okay, the fact that like this random guy, like no, no one had said anything about Murdaugh yet. Like, like all of a right. sudden, this guy is contacting the family and be like, "I got you, I got you, free, free of charge, free of charge." Let me just take care of you, free of charge. Um. So in the same interview, the Smith family member told uh, the SCHP that the first time she went to the store following Smith's death, people approached her and alleged that Buster Murdaugh was Alec's oldest son and a classmate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oldest. Wait, what? Paul's older brother. Paul's older brother. Yeah. Um, And a classmate of Smith who died um, was responsible. So people were approaching (laughs) Smith's mom in the store saying that Buster Murdaugh was responsible. Fucking Buster. Um, Yeah, so the news actually reported that neither the offer from Randy nor the tip about Buster were included in the written case notes. I wonder why. That's weird. That's also weird. Yeah, um, from that point on, the Murdoch family name was brought up more, this is a quote, more than 40 times throughout the course of the investigation. Additionally, more than half of the people interviewed during the investigation mentioned hearing about rumors of Buster Murdoch's possible involvement in Smith's death. However, Buster was never brought in for questioning. So like, your name so is mentioned over 40 t- over 40 times documented. Yeah. And over half the people that you talk to mention hearing this rumor. And in the documentary, um, one of the investigators was saying, like, you know, you hear a lot of rumors. Rumors start. You understand when you're an investigator that there are a lot of rumors going around. However, if you hear the same rumor from mm-hmm. a bunch of different people enough mm-hmm. times, you do... You do question whether that's a rumor. And this has this was so pervasive in the community that everyone was mm-hmm. saying that it was a rumor that everyone had heard at some point. Yeah. And, and it's that's also, a red flag. Exactly. And it's not even just their involvement. It's the fact that like everyone knew that Buster and his and his little brother, Paul, were like just asshole party guys. that didn't yeah. give a fuck because they always got away. They were always drinking. They were always partying and they were always getting away with things that was just a known fact in this town so mixed with the fact that there are rumors about his involvement with steven okay and the fact that like the uncle decided to offer up his his services free of charge offer up and not not once you know how many times in investigations um they just follow up any lead that they can even if it seems far-fetched because they have nothing to go on yet right so if you're even Mm -hmm. if you're hearing once or twice a rumor about buster Mm-hmm. If half the people you interview mention Buster and his name is mentioned over 40 times and you don't even follow, you don't even bring him in once for questioning. Why, what yeah. the fuck? Um, yep. So during the course of their investigation, police encountered several theories about how the 19 year old nursing student died. The notes from the case file shed light on many rumors that were floating around in the area in the weeks following Smith's death. 
Um, In one such instance, a friend of a relative of Smith's told the police that she received a text asking where Buster Murdoch and uh, were were Buster Murdoch and Stefan together. Stephen? I think Stephen. Stephen. Okay. So she received a text saying we're Buster and Stephen together. The friend Mm -hmm. told police that she said no. And the person who sent the text told the police that he had simply heard the rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, so another individual told police that certain young men in quote, certain young men were riding down <laughs> highway 601 the night Smith died, saw him broken down and turned around. The young men then quote, stuck something out the window. The individual stated that, the, um, that ended up hitting Smith and killing him. The individual also told police in a face-to-face meeting that one of the men in the car was reportedly Buster Murdaugh and that all the information he provided was only hearsay. If it's not, fine. Like, maybe it's not, right? So this is a Rumors lot. about their, uh, you know, rumors about their possibly being together, rumors that they were there on the scene, you know, giving him a ride. Just the fact that Randy, the uncle, offered up his services should give you everything you need to know. If Buster right. had nothing absolutely nothing to do with it buster or his friends there would be no reason for rain to get involved of course Um, yeah so let's jump forward to 2018 february 26th 2018 now gloria satterfield who's 57 years old worked as a housekeeper and nanny for the murdoch family for about a quarter of a century and died about two weeks after she was reported to have fallen on the front stairs of the family's hunting property. Okay, so it is so crazy because I remember, if you remember the documentary, if you haven't seen it at home, please see it. But spoiler alert, I mean, this is all yeah, out, there it's already. out there. But like the friends kept talking about how much this woman means to Paul. Yeah. And Paul, Paul Murdoch is, you know, this is kind of the start of how this all dominoed, you know, because it was the murder of him and his mom. Now we're going to talk about Paul right now. Like Paul, I mean, this family is so messed up, but Paul was extremely close to this woman. Extremely well, Because she close. seemed to be like a nanny figure to him. Um, yeah. And so he was, figure. yeah, mother figure. Like, yeah. So like basically a nanny, she was a housekeeper, but it seemed like a nanny because he bonded with her as a mother figure and seemed to get, the affection and love that he didn't get from his own parents, like mother or father, it seems. And so, yeah, and just, there's a lot of, I don't know, people listening maybe haven't watched a documentary. There's a lot of names like right now. We're just like Gloria. Mm-hmm. So just to, uh, to reiterate, um, Alex, Alec Murdaugh is the one who was being charged for these murders. Paul is his son and Paul, mm-hmm. and then this Gloria woman is a housekeeper. So yeah, just to reiterate Alec, that, cause I, I can Alec, get a little lost was the one yes that was the he was the one who was indicted for killing his wife Maggie and his son Paul he has another son Buster who could mm-hmm. most likely be involved in the Stephen Smith case right. um Alec also has a brother Randy who's also a lawyer and shady as fuck yes and um yes okay I so feel like yeah that was Gloria. helpful a little recap <laughs> yeah. because a little there's recap. just a lot of yeah 100% yeah so, Gloria 
The fall caused Maggie Murdoch to wake up sometime after 9 a.m. She awakened her son, Paul, who was also sleeping and called 911 at 924 a.m. Alec Murdoch said he was at work at the time, 20 minutes away, and that his wife had called him at 945 a.m. to tell him about the fall. He rushed to the scene, arriving before emergency medical technicians who were there at 941 a.m. Before Alec arrived, Paul tried to sit Gloria up, but someone told him to turn her loose, so she fell back over. When Alec arrived, Gloria was sitting on the stairs, but there are reports that he also helped Paul sit her on the stairs. So there's like, there's so many conflicting, there was already right. so many conflicting things between and, Alec and, and Paul. Their investigations are not accurately documented because that family runs all the shit. So you exactly. can't even trust what you can't you're hearing. Trust. There's so many things you can't trust. Yeah. Um, so after her fall and before EMTs arrived, Gloria was either speaking gibberish and unable to form words or lucid enough to tell Alec that the dogs tripped her up. Like there's, again, more conflicting things. Like she was able to to tell that it was a dog's like that's according to. Right. Alec. But then other like the other people were saying like, no, she was like never making sense. It, <laughs> and other reports say Miss Satterfield made no such statement and later told hospital staff that she did not know why she had fallen. So. Mm hmm. Again, more conflicting reports. Yeah. Um, and then the accounts and reports had taken as a whole contradict each other in places as well as established facts of the Murdoch family, as well as established facts about the family. Though it is still unclear what happened to Satterfield in the moments before she fell, it is clear she fell very hard. At the mm -hmm. time of Gloria Satterfield's fall, Alec Murdoch had two insurance policies that covered this situation. Lloyd's of London, which held his underlying insurance policy for $505,000, and Nautilus, which held his extra or umbrella policy for $5 million. Now, this is a little complicated, but in order for the umbrella policy to take effect, every penny of the underlying policy had to be paid or a promise of payment had to be paid. So to do so, Alec had to sue himself, okay? So he had to sue himself to gain this money. And he promised... This is the kicker. And we'll 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 come back to this, you know, about how this ended up turning out. I'm sure you can assume he promised Gloria's sons all the money he'd make from the lawsuit. Um, yeah. And obviously important to note how close Paul and Gloria were. Yeah. And we'll we're going to get into there's like a lot of um, speculations of the cause if they had anything to do with her death. But right. this is now the second dead dead that we know of. <laughs> of course, we know there of. obviously could be more with this family and other families across this country that get away with things like this. Yeah. But this is the second dead body um, associated with this family at this point. Well, so. with this, with this, uh, with these two generations of this family, exactly. With at least so these generations, like, yeah. Because who knows what the the grandfather also had so much influence. Like he was just cleaning shit up left. And yeah. Right. Oh, all the t all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and okay. So now we're going to jump ahead. February 24th, 2019, oh, Alex this. Murdaugh's younger son, Paul, who was only 19 drunkenly crashed the family boat into a bridge, throwing passengers into the water. The body of one passenger, Mallory beach, 19 was found a week later at the hospital. Paul's blood was taken and was reported to be more than three times the legal limit at point two eight six blood alcohol content. Um, in the Netflix series, the family hired investigators that reenacted the boating accident to give the family um, a comprehensive breakdown of what happened. So Mallory Beach and her then boyfriend, Anthony Cook, had planned to attend a party at um, Pocky Island. I don't know, mm -hmm. with with Anthony's cousin. Like the oyster. Yeah, it was like an oyster 
bake bake on the beach or something like that. Yeah. Um, so and it was with yeah. So Mallory, her boyfriend Anthony, and then Anthony's cousin Connor and his girlfriend mm-hmm. Miley. It's a lot of names. People mm-hmm. are gonna get a little bit lost, but um, so they plan to meet. <laughs> yeah, they plan to meet Paul Murdoch and his girlfriend Morgan um, on his family's island before taking the family boat to the party. Um, so and, Paul was and Miley and Morgan are are. Uh, Miley and Morgan are Mallory's BFFs and Miley is dating Anthony's cousin, Connor, Paul Murdoch um, is dating the other best friend, Morgan. So it's like best friends dating best friends. It's yeah. Like it's these, just, it's you, like they were six very, yeah. people, like three couples and they're all, mm-hmm. they're all friends. Yeah. Um, and then since Paul was operating the boat while intoxicated, his motor skills and reflexes were off. According to many of the passengers, Paul refused to give up the wheel and was acting aggressively, especially toward his girlfriend, Morgan. Oh, yeah. Um, and stuff like he was he was calling her a whore. He, he was physically um, abusive and to he her. physically abused her. And it wasn't the first time. Just yeah. so you know, like Paul has had a an extensive um uh, or Track like it has it an experience exactly. It has an experience with being abusive physically and mm-hmm. uh, emotionally to his girlfriend and yeah, probably others. Exactly. Um. So, um, um. According to the Netflix series, Alex and his father, um, arrived at the hospital. Um, and told the officers that they were representing all the kids involved. So immediately, so here's another all, one. So all that has happened so far is the parents get that terrifying call that no parent wants to get uh-huh. at late at night that there's mm-hmm. been an accident and their kids in the hospital or some of them in the hospital. Mallory's parents are still like, where's our daughter? And the, mm-hmm. so the other kids and their parents are now arrive, are at the hospital. Parents are arriving everybody's main concern, of course, after they see their kid and they want to know how their kid's doing, all the other parents are like, where's Mallory? What happened to Mallory? Where, where's it? What happened? How did this happen? Where is Mallory? Mm-hmm. And, um, but Paul's family comes in and the first thing they say, they tell all the staff, the hospital and everybody, we are, we are representing everybody in this case. Mm-hmm. Has anybody talked yet? That's what they're asking. They're not even, mm-hmm. they're not even concerned. Like the, the documentary had some really chilling, testimonial from the parent the other parents what they were there all crying remembering this moment and they're in the hospital mm-hmm. with their kids and they remember seeing alec for the first time and like paul's parent another parent that comes mm-hmm. in they're crying and paul is saying um you know about morgan one of the girls paul uh paul's girlfriend he's like seeing the other parents and one of the parents remembered saying like is is mallory okay and he said mm-hmm. something like who and she said Mallory Mallory's missing like they're not and he said he like dismissed it and was like oh yeah I don't think we're gonna it's gonna be very good news about that yeah you it's know what he said like out. yeah yeah and you know, know how that's gonna so... turn out and he also he also said to one of the parents um of one of the kids like instead of consoling and they're all crying and oh my god is everyone okay he says has she talked to anybody yet she's laying mm. in a hospital bed and he's wondering has she talked to the cops or about anyone Morgan yet? yeah mm-hmm. You know, what's so dark is that none of the cops, no one reached out to Mallory's parents directly. It was it was Anthony's parents that called her to tell them that Mallory was in that night to tell them Mallory was. So that just goes to show where the police's head heads were. Oh, yeah. That's how deep their relationship with uh, is with the um, with the Murdoch's that they didn't Mm -hmm. even they were they were they didn't want to even let the parents know because they wanted to figure out. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. How they can clean this up before letting Mallory's parents know. They're like, I don't know. You know, we shouldn't do that just yet. Like that is not 
they come at it purely and all the other parents are there and in the midst of their distress of their child being involved they all those other sets of parents are like where are Mallory's parents has anyone talked to them yet I don't want to be the one to call them someone needs to call them yeah so um Paul so while they're at the hospital in this chaos um Paul and Alec try to frame Paul's friend Connor who was also on the boat they try to frame him saying Mm-hmm. saying that he was the one driving the boat. Um, and this was eventually proven untrue, but it was but like, basically like a first ditch effort from the family to like absolve Paul of any blame and their family in general of any blame. But that's their main concern is coming into the hospital, telling them they're representing all the kids. Has anyone mm-hmm. talked yet? Connor was driving my son. That's where they go with it. And then on top of that, this is one of the the most shocking and appalling things to me that this was even this shows you how much power that family has because even the manpower and the resources to do this, the Murdoch family seized the actual boat. The next Mm -hmm. day they went to the scene where it's still being investigated. Mallory still hasn't been found. They're still searching the waters and they were able to seize the boat and it was never examined as part of the crime scene (laughs) at all. Like it literally, they took the goddamn boat out of the water mid mid crime scene investigation and they weren't mm-hmm. stopped and they were able to do it. And why? Because they control all the aspects of that town. Exactly. And this is the part where they tried to frame Connor. And I was like, my heart broke for these kids, all of them. They, my heart broke for them. I know. They so traumatized by this. And like the fact that they tried to frame Connor, who was trying to get him to uh to to stop driving yeah and he was so hurt himself and his girlfriend physically emotionally obviously um i think it just got kind of goes to show how actually like stupid the murdogs are but it like doesn't matter how stupid because like that can be easily debunked there are other there are four other people on board that can tell you that it was not connor but that's what happens when you're that entitled and complacent there you're you're so matter it doesn't matter because they've been getting away with all this already. The fact exactly. that they could even go take the boat away when it, the day after, I think it was mm-hmm. a day after they haven't yeah, found the body that's missing. There hasn't been, the boat hasn't been examined and they're just so, so blase about, Oh, we'll just go and like, we'll, we'll take the boat and Oh yeah, no, it wasn't. So stupidity really is a thing because when you have that much power and you have that much, com- you're just so complacent in your mm-hmm. ultimate authority and your God complex. Mm-hmm. Cause you really are God in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what makes it into the notes and what doesn't, yeah, not that. Um, how about you investigate that, but here's what you're going to find. And how about you? You really are like puppeteer. You're playing yeah. God and you're yeah. used to it. And so you don't have to utilize intelligence and okay, how could this be debunked or not? Cause right. that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're going to be enabled by the police force that everybody that's going yep. to watch out for you. And um, it, it's it's appalling. It really is. It is. Yeah. Um, April. Yes. April. OK, so April 18th, 2019. Paul Murdoch was charged with three felony accounts in connection with a deadly boat crash. He later pled not guilty. So that's kind of where that was. Mm-hmm. Um so now we're going to get to the meat of this. So this is three dead bodies, three dead bodies associated with the Murrahs before we get into 2021. Three. Okay. Um, in, in four years. In four years. Oh, another thing. Sorry about the Mallory Beach case that killed me was the fact that her parents 
were never allowed to get down to the crime scene. They were never yes. allowed to get down to the bridge. They were never allowed to look or <gasps> see anything with their eyes. But guess who? Guess. Guess who was able to look? All the Murdochs. With the yep. with the police there. It was all supervised, you know. It wasn't even like secretly, like when the boat was seized. It was literally yeah. like out in the open. Mallory's parents are watching after they were told no, they were watching Alec and his brother and like, and Alec's father go down yeah. to the crime scene. Like that and is their, insane their, privilege. Their daughter is the only one missing. Exactly. Um, so, and, and then in that case, you know, when he was charged with three felonies, they had found her body by that point. Um, terrible. So June 7th, 2021. Alec Murdoch called 911 to report that his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, had been shot at the family's hunting property in Islandton, a rural hamlet about 65 miles west of Charleston. They had a huge, sprawling property. Mm -hmm. They were both shot multiple times with different weapons at the dog kennels on the property, sometime after they all had dinner together at the main house. In addition to cell phone data, one of the strongest piece of evidence was a Snapchat video captured by Paul that put his father at the kennels, the scene of the crime, minutes prior to the murders. He had previously claimed to be napping, Alec, had previously claimed to be napping at the main home on the property during that time frame, as well as visiting. It's like it changed. He was like napping at one time and also visiting his sick. His parents. His parents. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. The amount of times that his stories changed and they oh, just yeah. keep like. Okay. Like, yeah, sure. Paul was living in a log cabin at the Moselle property and Maggie was said to have been spending more time at the family's beach house about an hour's drive away in Adisto due to marital issues. There was also accounts of her getting um, uh, a divorce lawyer. Like there's a lot of that. Yeah. Stuff. She was like finding some like financial things that he had lied about. Oh, yeah, and yeah, not yeah. to mention the murders, mm -hmm. but whatever. Yep. In the days after the murder, a YouTube oh, so this was crazy. In the days after the murder, a YouTuber YouTuber used his drone camera to get footage of the Murdoch property, and he miraculous, miraculously was able to capture uh, Al Alex's brother taking guns. Randy, if you remember, we talked about him before. He's the one that keeps popping up and offering up his services. He was a he's part the, of seizing the lawyer. boat. Yeah, he's a lawyer. Um, he was captured taking guns out of the property guns that mind you that matches the description of the ones that killed Paul and Maggie out of Alex's house and onto a truck and was driven off the property. Yep. And that was captured by a YouTuber's drone. A YouTuber's drone. Like just randomly one day he was being nosy because no one could get onto the property. So he was like, fuck it. I'll send my drone in there and mm -hmm. caught this footage. Um, and so LOL police have never found the weapons that killed Paul and Maggie two different right. guns, by the way. One was a shotgun. I think one was a long range pistol. But they were unloading like a lot of guns. Oh, yeah. This family video. had a shit ton of guns. I remember they also go into um, in the documentary because Morgan was talking about how one time her and Paul were driving and Paul was oh, erratic yeah. and she had tried to get him to slow down and he didn't. I, I, I think he was drunk. And he drove them into a ditch and they, the car flipped over. And the, what is the first thing he does? It's not call 911. She actually called 911 and he yelled at her. I think yeah. through her phone. He did. He called his granddaddy and his mom. It, and, his and, well, mom. and the first thing they did was clear out all the, they said they cleared out all mm -hmm. the guns before they even asked either kid. They arrive on the scene before mm -hmm. they asked either kid, are you okay? They were yeah. like, who's, where are they? You have all the guns, take they them away. They just take all the guns out. 
And then they yell at her for like, why would you call the cops? Why would you do that? And she's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Okay. So June um, 22nd. Did you, oh, you did. Okay. June yeah. 22nd, 2021, um, state officials announced that they were reopening investigations into the death of Mr. Smith, the Steve teenager Smith? who died in 2015. Yeah. Um, based on information gathered during investigations into the murders of Maggie and Paul. Um, yeah. So they're like, oh, we're going to reopen this because there's actually there's, there's like, a I lot guess. going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then September, that was June 2021. And now we're in September 2021. Mr. Murdoch was forced to resign from his family law firm after his partner said that he had missed misused millions of dollars of client and firm money. No so now it's there. coming out that it's there's a lot of financial issues at play here. And what's so great is that this was first brought on by the lawsuits by Mallory's parents because Uh, they were, they were, they had sued uh, Paul and Alec. Well, Alec, um, and that opened up all of these question marks about his finances. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing they did that. Not a good thing of why, obviously, but at least they, they took action that front, which opened up all of this stuff. So he's just stealing money. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, obviously, yeah. of course. Yeah. All rich white men that are in power. That's yeah. usually how they get more power. Um, yeah. So that was September 3rd that he was forced to resign. 2021 day um, after September 4th. Uh, Mr. Murdoch called 911 from the side of the road, not far from his home and said that he had been shot in the head. He himself. I, um, he claimed that the shooter had pulled up beside him as he was inspecting a flat tire. Mr. Murdoch survived with a head wound. So, so this, okay, so can you, I don't know if you guys can keep up at home. This is um, just three or four months, four months after, you know, his family, his 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 um, youngest son and his wife are shot to death. Mm-hmm. He, the day before, gets, um, re- resigns from his law, for, law firm for stealing money. The day after, gets shot in the head. Randomly. Randomly. Right. Yeah, somebody just pulls up and okay. shoots him while he's looking at a flat tire. Yeah, um, just needed a and recap. then yeah, and then so did you go? Okay, so yeah, September sixth, uh, Mr. Murdaugh released a statement through his lawyers saying that he had made decisions he regretted and was entering a rehab program. And then right. September fourteenth, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division said Mr. Murdaugh had admitted that he had asked a former client, Curtis Edward Smith to shoot and kill him on September 4th so that Mr. Murdoch's surviving son, Richard, who is known as Buster, could collect a $10 million insurance payment. So he literally hired a guy. And I think that guy was a, was that guy a drug dealer? Did I make this up? He was into some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. There was a lot of drugs involved. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he hired like one of his like Coke dealers or some guy that he knew who was something like that. I think it was a prescription, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So he he hired this guy to kill him Mm -hmm. so that his son could collect the insurance money. Because at this point, he's like, I just murdered my wife and my youngest son and I had to resign Mm -hmm. from my job and my whole life is spiraling. And like, I need to just like someone needs to take me out so my son can get the money. Right. So but it didn't Mm -hmm. succeed because he survived with the head wound. There's also like kind of disputes of that. Like Curtis says that he had just called him to that location and then there was a struggle. Essentially, yeah. like Curtis says he wasn't hired to do that. Like there's. Yeah, because there's also if you're shooting from that close range, well, the Curtis guy was like, oh, if I was hired to to kill him, I like he'd be dead. be dead. Yeah, <laughs> not going to miss. But yeah, OK. 
September 14th. Oh, no, no. September 15th. So, okay. This is the day after the 14th um, where they <laughs> announced that like <laughs> Alec just admit- admitted that he had um, tried to frame like he basically set up a suicide by yeah. murder. Um, so September 15th, South Carolina law enforcement officials announced an investigation into the death of now Gloria Satterfield, the housekeeper who died in 2018 and mm-hmm. her family members filed a lawsuit against Alec and others alleging they pocketed settlement funds related to her death. So there you go. Like all yep. that money he promised after suing himself with the insurance policy and everything. He kept all that money. This uh, is crazy. Cause it's surprise, like surprise. The train, the track. This trail of events, it's happening so fast. It's like he yeah. kills his wife and son. He gets that other case gets brought back up about that 19 year old nursing student mm-hmm. who dies on the road. He's forced to resign from his job for losing his or for misusing the money. And then he uh, the, he tries to fake a murder or suicide. And then his the case of the housekeeper gets brought back. This is like six things in a matter of time where like you can imagine mm-hmm. he just wants the fuck out of this. world. Oh, oh yeah. So September 16th, the day after that, uh, Alec was arrested and charged with fraud and conspiracy in the suicide scheme. His lawyer said that uh, Alec was depressed by the loss of his family and struggling to stop abusing painkillers when he devised the plan and that he would check into a rehab and a judge released Alec, but ordered him to surrender his passport. So by this point, this is four months after he still is not, am I saying that or three months? Three, sorry. I don't know. Three months. No, two months. Who cares? Two, three, (sighs) three months after he's still not charged. Like after all of these lies and everything coming out, he's still not (laughs) charged for Paul and Maggie's death. It's just ridiculous how long it's taking. Mm -hmm. So October 14th of the same year in 2021, Alec was arrested at a Florida drug detoxification center and charged with swindling millions of dollars from the sons of Gloria. He was arrested in Richland County, South Carolina, and twice denied bond. So now he's arrested for that. And then December 13th of 2021, during a hearing at which a judge set his bond at $7 million, Alex's lawyer said that his client had agreed to pay $4.3 million to Gloria's family, and he still remained in jail. June 3rd of the next year, so now we're in 2022, the police said that they planned to exhume Gloria's body having received permission from her family. So now they're looking into that autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, June 28th, 2022, Mr. Murdaugh and Mr. Smith um, were Curtis. indicted by the... Th- what? Curtis, because there's also Stephen Smith. Oh, Curtis yeah. Curtis yeah. Smith, the, the, the client. The one who shot the him shot in the him. head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Curtis um, were indicted by the state's grand jury on two conspiracy counts, including narcotics count related to the painkiller oxycodone. So July 14th, um, Alec Murdoch was indicted on two counts of murder. Prosecutors say said he was fatally sh- uh, said he fatally shot his wife with a rifle and his son with a shotgun. Took a year. Um <laughs> Yeah, the t- July July 20th, Mr. Murdaugh pleaded not guilty at a bond hearing, and his lawyer said he wanted to go to trial as soon as possible. Now we're into December 2022. A state grand jury indicted Mr. Murdaugh on nine counts of tax evasion, and prosecutors with the state attorney general's office said that he had defrauded a range of people um, of about $8.8 million. And March 2nd, 2023, so this just happened, Mr. Murdaugh was found guilty of murdering his wife and son. Yep. I mean, it took long, but you know what I mean? At least uh, yeah. he's in jail and he's going to rot there. 
And honestly, but, if that Netflix documentary, that has some power when that stuff comes out. Oh, 100%. And again, like, because of all the bodies that kept piling up and, and also the lawsuits that were helping reveal a yeah. lot of his financial issues, <laughs> if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. um, his scheming. Uh, it really helped getting the news involved in this yeah. because once you have eyeballs like from outside of this small town, like the police can only do so much for you. Like, yeah, you're you're you start losing your power the more people get involved. And that's what happens. Exactly. Right? You know, when a lot of other corporations or other people or even like, you know, cops that are corrupt and, you know, kill people, the only reason that they even get in trouble is probably because it's recorded and people are talking yep. about it. So yep. it, it just goes to show how probably how often this is happening, most likely in other parts of the country. Yeah. Um, because they just don't have eyes. We don't have eyes on them. We just, there's mm-hmm. so much that we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But it, ugh, you can imagine what people are getting away with. And there are a lot of theories about uh, why he would want to kill his wife and son. I mean, even after the documentary, you're just like, but why? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's just so little, deep in it. Yeah. So there was evidence that was also presented at the trial that had shown Maggie and Paul that they were aware Alec was spending $60,000 a week on his 20 year opioid addiction. Text messages show Paul confronted his father on the issue after allegedly finding a bag of drugs one month before his and his mom's deaths per the independent. Mm-hmm. Alec is facing more than a hundred other charges for allegedly for alleged financial crimes as well. The former lawyer also allegedly tried to fake his own death. Um, so his son Buster could benefit from a $10 million life insurance settlement. So with the fact that like when he faked his death, um, and like Maggie and Paul to. confronting it. Yes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. try to obviously. And Maggie and Paul finding out about his addictions. I mean, you can most likely put together that he was, you know, trying to cover up things. Yeah. Of and, course. uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. Buster is weird. I'm going to, I'm going to go into the other theory, but Buster is a uh, fucking weird. Theory two, there were two shooters, and this is why I say Buster's weird. There were two shooters that had killed Maggie and Paul. Alex's defense attorney, Dick Harputlian, whoo, what a name, (laughs) argued that the manner in which Maggie and Paul were killed suggests there were two shooters. It was argued that one shooter attacked Paul whilst another acted as a lookout. This lookout was then allegedly intercepted by Maggie, so they killed her. Murdoch's defense also said the fact uh, that different weapons were used in the shootings added to the theory. I mean, that was my thing. I was like, why would you just switch guns for another person? Exactly. I, I am on a theory of thinking that Buster was involved. I think because Buster still has a relationship with his father and that's, what's crazy is that they're still, talking every day on the phone while he's in jail there he's still like riding hard for his family and his dad yeah i don't buy that for a second i mean there's one thing from still loving your father you know after addiction and <laughs> fraud and murder you know what i mean like maybe you still love your father but to still be in contact with him in the way that he is and supporting him in the way that he is no way if there's yeah. even a shot that he could have killed your brother and your mother. Yeah. You sever ties. Oh yeah. 
that's like a normal, that's like, I just can't understand the they're, disorder they're, or like the, the disordered thinking when it yeah. comes to supporting your father still in that way, even after right. being charged. And I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. No, me neither. Being found guilty. So there's another disturbed. theory um, that Alex, knew his, Alex was, knew his reputation was about to be destroyed in the press and wanted sympathy and redemption through the death of his family. So that's another strong theory that like yeah. he just needed sympathy I mean, because he knew all of this stuff was about to come out about his fraud and his he's financial just issues. Egotistical maniac. So yeah, whatever, what, like a desperate grab at the end of the day, your reputation is about to be destroyed. Really, there's nothing you won't do because your lines mm -hmm. have already been blurred. You've already covered up and caused multiple murders. So, and your own family is about to like his wife is digging up financial things and considering right. a divorce. So it's like you gotta, mm -hmm. oh, gotta cut mm -hmm. that off, you know. So exactly. So, I mean, you guys, if you haven't seen the documentary, please go see it. There's a lot more stuff in there that we didn't cover, but I mean, yeah, I, especially like hearing from. Like they go really hard into the Mallory case uh, and hearing from those kids involved that knew Paul really well, that I obviously know. knew Mallory really well. It is just so devastating. And like to this day, you can tell they're so they're still so affected oh, by yeah. what happened to them by being thrown off that boat. They were all like for the most part injured. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is really, really devastating. Like I, I was just I had to like stop watching at a certain point, like I think in the middle of the second episode and I, and walk away yeah. and go to sleep. <laughs> Cause I was just like, I cannot, I, I just can't like, I, I can't consume this amount of fucking like corruption. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't stomach it. I can't stomach this privilege. I can't stomach all the things that they've been able to get away with. It is just, it's kind of hard to hear and mm -hmm. watch when you see people suffering and they just keep getting away with stuff. I know. And, and they have all of this wealth and, 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 and privilege. It's just disgusting to me. Um, I don't know. I, I it's just like, that's about. not even, it's just happening everywhere. All, this is like one case that went viral and got big and whatever. Yeah. It has a Netflix documentary about it, but yeah this is what had this is what like this is what happens when we yeah. are just and, we what you know what i'm saying like and also uh, paul and maggie i mean rest in peace but they were also complicit in a lot of stuff mm -hmm. a lot of stuff yeah. um they were not innocent people themselves so it's like this whole family just cast him off this fucking island i'm done the, yeah and the fact that the uncle i want that uncle charged yeah, everybody, Randy. literally everybody should be. This is like a whole, the the cops that were, that did as they were the told cops. to be charged, like everybody. Yeah, and I hope, so hopefully we get more information about Gloria's death. Hopefully we get more information about Steven's death because I want, yeah. uh, especially Buster, to get mm -hmm. busted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, so that's all, folks. So that's we are going it. to list um, the articles that helped us out for this in our show notes. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, subscribe to us, find us on, um, YouTube, SOS with Molly and Alyssa and, uh, iTunes, iTunes, Apple podcast guys, Spotify, <laughs> anywhere you find podcasts, we're there, rate and review us as well. It helps us reach more people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, um, um, I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Alyssa Rosano. And here's the turning meltdowns. into magic. <laughs> <laughs>